back to Inside of Four Walls. This is a very low-energy episode. Not only is my topic of today's episode continuing down the depression rabbit hole, I am also sick. It really set in last night with that last episode I did that came out today at 8, 8, uh, it was like 8.30 a.m. This one should be going live about 2 a.m. Next episode will be going up at 8 a.m. And I'm going to try to get a third one out that should be published by 1 a.m. Or 1 p.m. My bad. Uh, this is particularly low energy because, again, as I mentioned, I am sick. That being said, let me get some of this rendezvous in the bloodstream. Ow. Today we'll be talking about what happened with our, well, catch you up. Joe Biden has been paying the Taliban to be security outside of the airport in Kabul, where our troops are supposed to be getting released out of. They have welded the gates shut, and on top of that, they've sent two suicide bombers into that airfield and blown up people, not to mention a van full of explosives when driving through. Footage of all that and the above can be found on my uh, Rumble account, Outside Four Walls. That's Outside Space Four Walls. The number four, by the way. Ow. Uh, well, I'm sick. These aren't going to be like deep dive, hour-long episodes anymore. They're going to be like half hour, maybe 45 minute stops. I feel very sick. That being said, today we'll be talking about Joe Biden's approval rating and what our ever-so-trustworthy security outside the airfield did to our troops. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison. Sick as fuck and cap. Sick, dude. And let's get right into it. This first article comes from my favorite publication, The Guardian. Make that what you might. Published by Dave Smith. Not the cool Dave Smith of the Mises Party. The Guardian journalist, Dave Smith. Published August the 29th. That is today, my boys. At 1 a.m. Republicans sent blood. I should read that properly. Republicans sent blood as Biden's assailed over Afghanistan pullout. I got a free pickup line for you boys. Talking to a girl, be like, hey, baby, I'm like the U.S. of the Middle East. I ain't never pulling out. The chaotic evacuation has dented the president's image of empathy and competence. You think this is what dented his competence? You think this right here? No, sweetheart. This is just the highlight reel. This is just the cherry on top of the Neptitude cupcake. <laughs> I mean, you're getting roasted by Tulsi fucking Gabbard of all goddamn people. Oh, and for my other, for those libertarians listening, what would Joe Jorgensen have done? If only we had Jojo Rabbit in the office. What about Bernie? What about fucking Bernie? That's a more of an inside joke to myself. I had that conversation with somebody earlier trying to tell me that Bernie Sanders would have allowed this to happen. I'm like, you're right. He would have just been like, we're bringing them home and we can't afford to spend any more money to get them back. Bah. Anyway, the chaotic evacuation has dented president's image of empathy and competence. Again, I don't think this has... I mean, sure, this may have been the finishing blow, but I mean, I don't think there's many people out there who thought he was competent. Trump was voted out. He wasn't... Biden wasn't elected. Nobody, maybe 1% to 4% of his entire voting base voted for him. Most people voted against Trump, sadly. And this is what happens when you have a non-election based on hatred. You get this. This shit show. In quick comparison this to Jimmy Carter, man, Jimmy Carter did nothing to deserve this kind of comparison. The dude was an inept fucktard right up there with President Gerald Ford. And nobody voted for Gerald Ford. He just kind of got, you know, cast into the role after the president was killed. Uh, into the article. But political attacks may have limited shelf life. Uh-huh. Listen, sweetheart. My, my response to you saying, but these political attacks may only have a limited shelf life? We are only eight months in, and Biden every month has given us something new to roast him about. Right? The pipeline shut down. And then he gives permission to Russia to open up their pipeline. The ongoing border crisis. The border crisis has been the ongoing punchline. A lot of tablets and media outlets are just excited to have this 
taking their attention away from that. I already did four episodes on the border. You know, I needed the break from it. I'm just one guy running a media company right now. Anybody looking for some work? I'll pay you an exposure. <laughs> but every month, there's been a new gaffe with Biden. Be it another laptop going missing. Be it him falling asleep. He fell asleep earlier today having a meeting with the Prime Minister of Israel, who again, what I don't think the Prime Minister of Israel they got now was elected in either way with him in office. Israel has signed their own death warrant. <sighs> then you had the G7 summit where Biden fell asleep there, and then like the following month, he got raked over the coals by Vladimir Putin, and Putin came out and basically said, I made fun of the guy to his fucking face, and Biden said, he was a nice guy, followed up by saying he was a murderer. You know? Biden has been on the sharp decline for fucking ever. For fucking ever. Every month, it's a new dent, and if you think this is going away, you are fucking fooling yourself. This will only get worse, and as more videos of Americans getting murdered overseas comes to surface, you're going to see this get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. That being said, let's get into the article. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of breaking away from this. I'm feeling particularly ranty. For Republicans, it was a day of thoughts and prayers. The most useless fucking platitudes on the planet. Thoughts and prayers. Anthony Jeselnik is a great joke about thoughts and prayers. So useless. Republicans, it was a day of thoughts and prayers, but political opportunity as well. When a suicide bombing in Kabul on Thursday killed 13 U.S. troops and dozens of Afghan citizens, Republicans were careful to being their official response by pray, paying tribute to the heroism of the fallen. Some, however, wanted to want went sorry on to demand the resignation of the commander in chief. That's friendly calling him the commander in chief. I'd call I've been calling him the commander in thief for those wild long listeners. There's a moth in my room, and he's just chilling on uh, chilling on my Shriner's emblem. World order, boys. World order with me. I'm the head of it. Uh, quote, It's not a day for politics, responded Jen Basaki. Say, uh, yeah, Jen, you were just like, please leave me alone. I have no response for this. I was on vacation when this happened, and my boss hid at fucking Fort Ford or whatever the fuck it was. I can't think of the name of the place he hid at right now. So please don't ask me any questions. She was short. And avoided all those questions. Every press conference she has, she tries to talk about COVID. And half the time when you ask her a question about position, the people being hired, she goes, but vagina? We have hired vagina? There's a great point where someone asked her, like, what are we going to do about the Secretary of Defense? And he was like, she was like, well, as you know. Or it was like, what, what are we going to do with the armament? It was some fucking question. Hold on. I, I want to take a detour from this. Oh. I want to I wanna see if I can find that real quick. Sorry for the detour, but this was a bitch to find. I had to go to shoe on heads check because I knew that's where the clip was. Here we go. Uh, this is what this bitch loves to do. This is like the best example I could find of it. I was concerned about the stock market activity we're seeing around GameStop. Um, and have there been any conversations with the SEC about uh, how to proceed? Well, um, I'm also happy to repeat that we have the first female treasury secretary and a team that's surrounding her and often questions about market will send to them. I'd like to... We have vagina. We elected uh, and put in place vagina. But ignore all the black people we fired and Mexican people we fired and Latino people we fired. And, you know, we hired a white woman and a tranny. What was your question? I'll have to circle back later, folks. Anyway, let's just that little rant aside. Let's go into it. Quote, it's not a day for politics, responded Jen Psaki. The White House press secretary, she, she's trying to challenge Kaylee McEnany to a debate on Fox, and I want it. I want it so bad. It's going to be like when you watch Change My Mind and someone brings Stephen, tries to debate Stephen Crowder, and he just pulls out that thick, dick book effect. He's like, do you want to look at this before you continue? They're always like, no, I don't need that book. And then he's like, all right. <laughs> Here we go, bitch. Uh, but in truth, the politicking had already begun, indicating how Republicans intend to exploit the Afghan crisis to diminish Joe Biden and defeat him in, at the polls. The president's decision to withdraw the U.S. forces by the end of August 
Yeah, about that. A friendly reminder. Trump had already assigned negotiations with them where they agreed to quit attacking people if America got all their troops out by May 1st. Joe Biden pushed that deadline back because he wanted a September 11th anniversary pullout date. And then they started doing this shit, and Joe Biden's now like, okay, August 1st, August 1st, we're sorry, August 1st. But they're also saying they're not going to be out by August 1st. They're saying repeatedly that they're going to be in there far past August. I heard some shit like till November, but they're already sending in thousands of troops back in. Anyway, let's just forget that Trump had already negotiated an earlier withdrawal than this shit. The president's decision to withdraw U.S. forces by the end of August <clears throat> participated, uh, that's not the right word, precipitated the collapse of the Afghan government, an army far quicker than predicted. A takeover by the Taliban and a chaotic evacuation, Biden has expressed no regrets or remorse because he's basically a neocon, bro. The same way Donald Trump was a Democrat from, like, the 70s to, like, 2008. This motherfucker was basically a neocon back in the 80s and 90s. You know? He still is a neocon. He's part of that old school, that, like, neo-old school, post-World War II kind of thinking. Well, if you don't want another Pearl Harbor or another 9-11, we better stay over there and kill them damn packies. What? They ain't packies? Oh, all them shitskins about the same to me. Who are you? Where am I? Who's Joe Biden? Come on, man. Oh, man. This is going to blow up in like 10 years. Get, me, get my ass canceled right as I get really big. Watch. But, uh, yeah. And the government, it, it sort of collapsed because the president of the Afghanistan president fled. He just fled. The Taliban came to the town and he was like, fuck that shit. I'm out, mom. Did you pack me a lunch? And he fucked off. To some neighbor, some neighboring country, and then most of the troops they had for their quote military were like old ass dudes and fat ass young dudes. There's a uh, an interview with the guy who was like their the military, the U.S. military trainer who was there like training them how to fight and shit. Dude, they couldn't even do jumping jacks properly, and they were just like, "I'm out," and they fled. And as do you dumbass Republicans who think they were ordered to retreat or stand down? No. They cowered. They tucked dick and fled. The same shit half of you are going to do when China comes onto your land. Tuck tail and run. It's okay. The liberals you hate so much will be running right alongside you now, won't they? Express no regret or remorse because he gets to send more troops in. He gets to destabilize that bitch. He gets to allow the government over there to collapse, cave into himself. And then you can put in his own version of the government because the government we already had there, we installed like 10 years ago or some change ago. Pretty much all the governments throughout the Middle East were installed by us. Now the Taliban's is going through and systematically undoing them one by one by one by one. And they have planes, attack helicopters, all sorts of heavy artillery. There's a video of them throwing their Kalashnikovs, blessed be thy names, into a pit while they pick up M16s, M80s, and fucking 5mm missile launchers. Or rocket launchers. At the video... There's also videos of these little kids with suicide vests charging into a crowd of other people. Uh, side note here. I, I did see this recent uh, thing. They're saying that that plane that took off in Kabul was fake. And I was like, that's some flat earth shit, right? But I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not saying it. I, I like the humor. It's more colorful if you believe conspiracy theories, right? Am I saying it's real? Of course not. But it's fun to humor, sort of. Because there's, like, people riding on planes, right? Like, like riding on the wind, sitting on the turbine and shit as it takes off. People chasing after it. And, man, you watch Jackass? Like, Jackass 2 or 3, I think. They're, like, standing behind like a plane as they rev the engine and they go flying backwards and shit. Why is no one doing that? They're, like, right alongside the plane, like, an inch behind the jet, waving their hands and shit. <sighs> Half of them are smiling. And then there's, like, no reflection on the cockpit's glass. I just, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around, like, why the fuck would they, why, why would they make a, a decoy of, of that plane to take off. Like, I don't get what the end game of that would be. Maybe it was like some footage they had pre-filmed for some later planned use and they're just using it now? Like they, they filmed the false flag footage? Uh, I mean the government's done it before for sure. They, they, they've filmed tragedies in advance that were all manufactured just so they could play the footage in front of Americans later on. 
But that's just something I can't get my head around. Like, like, what would the purpose of that be? But, you know, just throwing it out there. Do I believe it? No. Is it possible I give it like a 4.5% chance of being real? That they made a model decoy of the fucking plane? Just who ever thought? Watch that footage. And then, like, it's like some 400 pounds of pressure or whatever, 400 miles per hour of wind force or something, whatever the fuck that is, PSI. Like 400 PSI, whatever the fuck the, the term is. That's enough to blow somebody back, if not immediately collapse their chest. And they're just running along this plane like, yay! Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Anyway. Take over by the Taliban and the chaotic evacuation. Biden has expressed no regrets or remorse. Nothing. That after a twenty after twenty years, there is little public support for continuing America's longest war. Twenty years? You think that's America's longest war, bitch? Please, I got one for you. How about the forty, nearly fifty-year war on drugs against your own citizens? How's that for a fucking war, you little fag? You have killed and incarcerated so many fucking people, including predominantly black people. That your administration claims to give so much of a shit about. Over the war on drugs. Because the federal government thinks it has some fucking business telling its citizens what it can and cannot put inside their own fucking... Or what... Sorry, let me correct that. We already know what happens when the federal government puts shit in your fucking body. MK Ultra for about 30 fucking years. And as far as we know, MK Ultra is still fucking going. Right? I think the only levity to the MK Ultra situation was Operation Midnight Climax where the government paid prostitutes to put LSD all up in their cooches so they could film men eating out their pussies. That was a real thing. As public documentation, Operation Midnight Climax. That's always fun. Or Tuskegee. Another time the Amer- uh, America put the American government puts shit in its citizens' bodies without permission. No, no, no. What I meant to say is, we've had the forty-year war on drugs because the American government thinks they have some business telling us what we can and cannot put in our own bodies. I've stated numerous times before. There's not going to be any reason to make drugs illegal. It'll be one of two reasons. One. The government no longer sees a way to make money out of it, or two, too many people in the government get addicted to it. Outside of that, until it affects their bottom line, they ain't never going to really make anything like super legal and enforce it. And the only reason they will enforce it is if they need to arrest you for something. That's why you see so many crackheads just walking the streets, get arrested, and be out in like 20 days. The government never comes down to enforce that law on that shit. They never come to enforce marijuana licenses on that shit either. I think the last time I heard somebody getting arrested for marijuana was like last year and he was like some guy that ran a bunch of uh, uh it was like an Al Capone situation this guy was apparently very violent and they had like no means to actually arrest him like so they went for like the tax evasion thing except for what it was is they arrested him for smoking marijuana in a state where it was decriminalized that's the time they will use that right and forgive me I'm not making the most sense right now I'm super sick and hogged up on cold medicine right now but the federal government has no business coming in and telling you what you can and cannot put in your body. And if there's any excuse to make drugs illegal, it should be on a state-by-state basis. Exclusively. There should be no blanketed law on substance. And that's bullshit. That's giving the power too much that's just giving the government too much power. I'll do my best to keep it coherent here. Give me a break. Try to keep you guys consistent daily uploads. You know, that comes with the cost, at least right now. And by the way, this goes both ways on the war on drugs issue. Reagan didn't get the ball rolling, but his stupid fucking wife, Nancy, really did get that shit going hard with the D.A.R.E. program, which we now show has shown, whether intentional or not, that have only pushed kids into drug use harder. The age generation going through the biggest opioid epidemic on the fucking planet and have the most... Addicts of any generation recorded in U.S. history. Generation X and Millennials. Big drug fiends. Big drug fiends. Uh, millennials, or uh, Gen X specifically, has the biggest uh, biggest opioid epidemic and heroin epidemic on the planet. I think heroin is an opioid. But yeah, 20 years is not the longest we've been at war, folks. America has been issuing a war against their own citizens for decades and decades and decades and decades. That was really my point of that whole thing. Anyway, we're coming, but Republicans smell blood, having until now struggled to find an effective line of attack against Biden as a candidate or a president. 
Are you sure? Really? You don't pay attention to independent reporters or Fox very often, do you? Because Biden has given them nothing but shit to criticize them for. Really, what you should be saying is CNN has had a hard time not criticizing Joe Biden. You've had a hard time not criticizing Joe Biden until this shit happened. And now you have to criticize him a little bit. But Republicans have never suffered. All the reasons I listed just a few minutes ago stopped attacking Joe Biden. Joe Biden has given them infinite ammunition to attack him with. This is not a very genuine written article. This is why I love The Guardian. Sometimes, with, with outside of like Biden, Trump, electoral politics, they're quite good. Like Most of my information on the Joe McAfee deep dive came from The Guardian, Wikipedia, and his own book. This I read because I can easily dissect it and either go through the effort of debunking their claims myself, or I can just give you guys search terms, go find your fucking selves. Anyway, no, uh, Republicans have not struggled to find any means of attack on Biden, or they criticize him as a president. That has been since day one of his... Even the left wasn't super confident in him originally being elected president, so I called him president-elect well past January into February. Although foreign policy rarely decides U.S. elections, the critiques have fueled a pre-existing narrative that the 87-year-old does not have, quote, the right stuff. Right there. You just said it. This has been ongoing. People have been saying he doesn't have the right stuff. I've never heard that phrase used to criticize him. Normally, Dementia Joe, Quid Pro Quo Joe, Quid Pro Joe, uh, Pedo Joe, Astros Administration. These are terms I've been hearing for the last, like, nine months. Anyway, Monica McDermott, a political science professor, which is one of the most bullshit studies you go into. I sat in on a course at Hillsdale for it, and I was like, fuck this. Anyway, a political science professor at Fordham University in New York said, quote, if they're smart, they'll use it as a cudgel to beat him with. Because at this point, in his tenure as president, it is really his biggest mistake so far. Yeah, we're barely nine months into this motherfucker sitting in the Resolute desk, and we've had so much to rip him apart for. Oh, God, I'm so sick. Quote, he's getting criticism from both sides of the aisle, so it's not a partisan issue necessarily. It's just not at this point. People have been, oh, my snap's blown up. People have just been harassing this motherfucker endlessly for this, and he deserves a lot harder criticism from both sides, quite frankly. And again, I want to give some credit to Tim Pool for not being the uh, Biden derangement channel. And y'all just keep calling him a grifter. I actually find him quite credible. Anyway, back to the quote. The Republicans can certainly gain some ground on this one. And the American public seems pretty upset with what's going on, so Republicans are likely to gain some traction if they use this against him. Oh, yeah, they are. The quote continues. They're in danger. There's a danger in using the deaths of Americans... Ah! Of using the deaths of Americans' military personnel in this way. But it's the main weakness at this point. No, it wasn't. I mean, when you guys went up against... uh, uh, Back in the day with Nixon and shit, you guys put the entire Vietnam conflict on Nixon's shoulders. That's one of the things he made fun of for today, even though he was the president that essentially ended the Vietnam conflict. Also, he started Earth Day. But now lived hard. (laughs) The Biden White House cruised through the first hundred days and beyond, achieving legislative success and mass vaccinations. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, max vaccinations. If you had the amount of vaccinations you guys are are acting like you got, you wouldn't be pushing it so hard. <laughs> Some polls show that only like 50% of the country are vaccinated. Other parts are saying 75% of the country are vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, and what? Destroying the economy? Illegally extending the eviction moratorium that the, the Supreme Court just yesterday repealed and said is unconstitutional for the third time? Uh, making America no longer uh, a world-class exporter of energy, both green, natural, and byproduct made? You're right. Such legislative successes. Oh, oh, what about the border crisis? Guardian, you stupid fucking whore. Really? 
legislative successes. Name one. Name one. In the comments, name one Biden legislative success that I can't fucking dismantle with a Google search. Name one. Please. Uh, that appeared to be curbing the coronavirus pandemic. Has it, though? Because remember, most of August, there was talks in the White House about doing another lockdown. Right? Y'all were talking about doing another lockdown because it was coming back. Are you sure, Guardian? Are you fucking positive? Watch. I'll check in later. This bitch is going to be updated by tomorrow morning or later on today. Fucking fool. Any risk of uh, complacency was dispelled. However, by laying the Taliban offensive that tested Biden's uh, perceived assets of compassion and competence. Again, this isn't what put the dent in people thinking Joe Biden was incompetent. People have been thinking this. This was like... Okay, so let's say Joe Biden's got a windshield, right? He's driving on the highway. A few rocks have hit him. You know, people are just like, that guy, is he fucking goofy? What's wrong with him? There's some cracks, right? Those cracks have been there. The Taliban incident is just a massive boulder that came up from nowhere and went right through the windshield through the driver's fucking head. And this pathetic, retarded, old, senior fucking president, this fucking uh, breadlining-ass goofball, put his head in his hands when he was asked about all the military that was dead, and he just kind of cried. But the day before that, he was laughing about it. Why? Because the dementia was kicking in really hard at that time. They didn't get the chance to give him Adderall or what the fuck they give him. And I want some of that. Whatever they give Joe Biden occasionally to give him a little pep up, I need that shit. Anyway, the president has been quick to defend his actions by pointing out that he inherited a deal from his predecessor, Donald Trump, that would have seen the U.S. troops leave by May. May 1st, bitches. The White House also sought to regain the narrative by highlighting the evacuation of more than 100,000 people one of the biggest airlifts in history. Yeah, and again, those numbers have seemed to be inflated. There are multiple reports saying that that's not accurate, right? And not only that, half the people, like, actually more like 75% of the people we have evacuated have all been Afghans. Christian Afghans, but, like, a large percentage of them, of the people we've already evacuated, are actually on terrorist watch lists. That's going to be for the episode at 8, by the way. 8 or 8.30. Uh, check in at 8. I'm going to aim for 8. This one's going to be up at, like, maybe 3 o'clock now. But that's because I've been doing some editing. Anyway. Even so, the turmoil playing out nightly on TV news and dominating the national coverage has given Republicans a chance to unite in common, in a common cause. Trump has described the retreat as, quote, the single greatest humiliation in our history. It's definitely up there. Blue side got out the fucking water pretty quickly. You weren't in Saigon for like 20 years. You were there for like eight. Anyway, and call for Joe Biden to quit with McConnell. McConnell's a uniparty serpent. So whatever McConnell says was already pre-talked and pre-negotiated before he fucking said it. Guaranteed. But anyway, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, or Minority Leader now, sorry, it's force of habit, often at odds with Trump, has lamented a, quote, colossal failure and warned that Biden, quote, continues to communicate to the world on his watch, the greatest superpower in the world history will let terrorists and thugs push us around. Yeah, no, the sleeping giants definitely sleep at the, or the the big powerhouse giants definitely sleep at the wheel. Literally, by the way, literally. And I said before, like, I thought, you know, there was somebody behind the scenes pulling the strings on Joe Biden. This shit has made me almost confident that Joe Biden's actually the one calling the shots for some fucking reason. I actually had hope that someone like Susan Rice or Kamala Harris was actually pulling the strings, but nah. Uh, this fully makes me think it's actually just Biden. This picture they got down here is fucking horrifying. It's actually a picture from that video I posted on my Rumble. It's a... Uh, it's an Afghani dude staying there in fucking Skechers for some reason. Military-issued Skechers for the Taliban? 
Anyway, it's just destroyed clothes, blood everywhere, chunks of human bodies up in the fucking barbed wire. It's horrifying. Anyway. Senator Lindsey Graham, a leading Trump ally. Since when? Are you serious? Lindsey Graham, what a stiff. Trump ally has called for Biden to be impeached and commented, quote, It's the most dishonorable thing a commander-in-chief has done in modern times. Congresswoman Liz Cheney. Oh, that bitch is out, by the way. Dick Cheney's horrid offspring is on the way out. That's funny if you call Graham a Trump ally, but call Lindsey Graham a Trump critic. But, I mean, Lindsey Graham is a super critic of Trump. She's basically uh, Mitt Romney with a vag. Anyway. Liz Cheney has said, quote, President Biden bears direct responsibility for what is really a catastrophic decision that is going to put us at risk in ways that we have not seen since before 9-11. Oh, no, here's the risk, sweetheart. The Taliban actively have planes that have missiles on them, that have, you know, machine guns, turrets, and all that shit. They no longer have to go to flight school for that. And that was actually a report that went out. We had people that were saying, like, hey, we got a bunch of these Middle Eastern dudes, and they're here, and they just, they have no interest in learning how to land a plane. They just want to learn how to fly a plane. And George Bush was like, huh, silly. What's wrong with that? And then 9-11 happened. Now, with this, we don't, they don't have to, like, schedule anything at all. They can just fly on over here, shoot up a bunch of buildings, fucking target missile and a neighborhood. Any number of things. And if you do it, hit a, hit like a, I'm not going to make that joke. I, I'm not going to red flag myself over for that. But the joke was, the joke was quite spicy that I was about to make. Uh, something about a place flying a rainbow flag currently. Like that narrows it down, right? You're not, you're not going to know. You're never going to know what I was going to say. But it was, uh, got me smiling in a horrifying way. Anyway, Thursday's bombings. Led to a renewed call for Biden to quit. Often in lurid language, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik of New York said, quote, Joe Biden has blood on his hands. I've been saying that for the entire time this has been going on. Has blood on his hands. The horrific national security and humanitarian disaster is solely the result of Joe Biden's weak and incompetent leadership. He is unfit to be commander in chief. Biden has reportedly said, quote, the buck stops with him, echoing Harry Truman. Of course you'd echo Harry Truman. Though Harry Truman was a far better president than fucking uh, Woodrow Wilson was. Yikes, that fucking dude. But Republicans, amplified by right-wing media, are determined to paint him as a flailing Jimmy Carter. Again, quick comparing to Jimmy Carter. That's just an insult to Jimmy. Jimmy was not that much of a fucking failure. I mean, the dude did nothing, but at least he walked out of there with Habitat for Humanity, which, I mean, has kind of become a monstrous company in the same way PETA started off good but became monstrous as fuck. But at least, you know, he left with something that helped humanity for generations after Jimmy Carter fucked off. Biden's not going to leave with anything other than maybe being the first president that had the 25th Amendment enacted against his ass, which you have calls from the left and the right to do it. Apparently, Gates, that guy in a wheelchair or whatever, and Pelosi are both asking to get articles of impeachment on the fucking floor. Ben Whalen, a media consultant for Republicans, including the former California governor Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Screw your freedom. You know Arnold Schwarzenegger's grandfather or dad was like a Nazi? Like a high-ranking Nazi. That's actually true. That's like a fact, by the way. Only Republican that could get elected in California back in the day was a guy who was a direct descendant of a fucking Nazi. And and Arnold Schwarzenegger was never a Republican. He ran as a Republican. Though the funniest shit I've ever heard him say was uh, when he was running for office and then George Bush was running for office with him and he was like, four more years, four more years. Bush for four more years. And Bush is a fucking swamp creature, too. I never liked Bush. I grew up watching his incompetent ass. And, you know, the one thing I'll always say is he's not responsible for 9-11. He's not Whitley. I don't think he's smart enough to have coordinated anything like that. Motherfucker's daddy paid for him to go to Yale. 
the dude probably got fucked at the ass and have that on camera so he could join Skulls and Bones like his daddy. Just like his daddy. I got it from my daddy. Anyway, our California governor, Arnold Bichenager, said, quote, Joe Biden has lost his bond, has lost his brand for the time being. At least Joe Biden's brand going into presidency was uh, before more competent than Donald Trump ever was. And I'll be far more empathetic. I am economic girly man. Some of the heroin images coming from or coming out of Afghanistan are ready-made campaign material. Yeah, Trump released this ad, which is, dude, it is such a soft core campaign ad, but it's such a violent fucking smear ad too. Like it's effective. It's all true. It's just, he goes over the, like, the entirety of the Biden administration so far's failure, puts him together, and then immediately releases a video of him saying, like, this is what I would have done in this situation, and this would never have happened, and never gotten to the extent it is with me in office. I'm telling you, this motherfucker, in, like, a year and a half from now, right, like, mid-2022, he's gonna be like, I'm officially deciding to run for president again, and you're just gonna see it. Oh, man, you're gonna see a red wave that was supposed to happen in 2020, and see that shit wash over the country. And now me, you might be wondering, like, James, aren't you an anarchist? Like, why do you like Trump? Because the one thing me and that fat greaseball from Michigan, who's not living in Michigan anyway, what's his fucking name? Fahrenheit. Oh, what's his fucking name? Uh, God damn, what's his fucking name? Michael Moore. Michael Moore doesn't even live in Michigan. That's all a, a ruse he peddles, by the way. There's a whole documentary that goes into where that fat prick lives. The only thing me and Michael Moore agree on that Donald Trump is actually an anarchist at heart. We had so many reports of government agencies being depressed and unhappy under him. And he just, like, government agencies completely shut down over time. Like, entirely shut down. When somebody died or retired, he just closed that branch of the government. That's why I say, like, man, anarchist for Trump all day. Every fucking day. Nantifa's not an anarchist. Anarchists do not fly under that pussy-ass banner. Anyway. Well, instead, though, the midterm elections, when Republicans are aiming to take back the House and Senate, do not take place until November 22nd. You think it's going to get better? We we're this far into the election season, or it's all election season still. Like, I feel like since twenty sixteen, election season has never stopped. Right? You think it's gonna get better somehow? Like you think Biden's gonna magically improve as time goes on? Are you fucking serious? Anyway, the article continues. Quote: If the campaigns were in two months and not a year, in two months, the theme for uh, the theme the Republicans would take on would be pretty similar to the theme they took in the 1980s. And that's one of malice. Really? Just because the truth hurts, sweetheart, doesn't mean it's malice. It means it's honest and you don't like it, pussy. They would point to inflation. They would point to a foreign policy debacle. And they would point to a president who just doesn't seem to be in charge. Yeah, sort of the same way the left went after Reagan during the second term. Really, sweetheart? You want to go with that? <laughs> Furthermore, if uh, they're going to be able to use all these, you know I'm thinking about it, they're going to be able to use all that in campaign footage against Biden just so far. What do you mean earlier when you said he's had nothing but legislative successes and foreign uh, achievements? What do you mean? You can't have these two things in the same in the same fucking article, you goofy fuck. You can't go, oh, Biden's done nothing wrong. Well, the election was held in two months, man. They'd make fun of him for foreign policy failures, financial failures, inflation. You know, they, they would just make fun of him. If there's nothing to make fun of, then why'd you say earlier that there was nothing to... You know what? Fuck you, fruitcake. Just like uh, Cassandra Pollock over at the fucking uh, Texas Tribune. Hit peace for hire. Am I right, bitch? That's a good term you can use if you want to uh, describe any political uh, pundit or journalist that just changes their views or wording. Call them political hit pieces for hire or just hit piece for hire. I donate that to society. 
Oh man, I'm so sick. They would point to inflation that earlier you said wasn't happening. They would point to foreign policy earlier uh, debacle again. You said you just had no foreign policy issues. They would point to inflation uh, again. You said that didn't happen earlier, and they would point to a president who doesn't seem to be in charge again. You said there was something to point at earlier. Why are they be able to point at it right now? Goofy bitch. Biden's approval rating has a dip below 50% for the first time. This is... This is fun, by the way. You know, it, I don't want Biden to fail. I had hoped he'd succeed. Because there was this audio leak of him, like, the first, like, two weeks in the office where he's having a meeting with, like, the heads of, like, the DC BLM chapter. He's like, I'm not giving you anything. I used you for votes. And I was like, based? Based Biden? What the fuck? Maybe we're in shape. He was like, I'm not taking guns. There's no constitutional means for me to do that. And I was like, oh, maybe he won't be so bad. Here we are. Also, shout out to my brother who voted for Trump in, like, the election. But in the primaries, voted for Biden because they thought it would be really funny to see Biden debate Trump on stage. Way to go, shit for brains. Hope you're still laughing. He's not laughing, by the way. I think he's bitter about how things are going. And he, he feels a little bad for voting for Biden in the fucking primaries, as he should. Watch, he's the one person in Ann Arbor. I have, like, one listener in Ann Arbor. I actually think it's, like, ten now in Ann Arbor. But still, I think he might be one of them. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday for MMA Fight Night, my dude. Anyway, Biden's approval rating dipped below 50% for the first time. A drop which might also reflect a rebound of COVID-19. Really, I thought uh, I thought that was going away. I thought earlier you said uh, it seemed like COVID nineteen has been curbed. I believe you said in your first paragraph in this fucking the Guardian article. But now you're saying it uh, it seems as if it's rebounded. Huh. This article is full of contradictions, now, isn't it, my my guy? My dude, my wet towel, my cum sock. It dropped to 41% in a USA Today uh, Suffolk University survey. Use Rasmussen. I like Rasmussen, personally. Released on Thursday, released on Tuesday, with a 55% of respondents disapproving. Uh, so I don't know what their percentage is, uh, like how big the, the uh, data pool they use is. I know uh, Rasmussen goes for like 1,000 if they can, as often as possible. Whalen. A research, uh, a research fellow at Hoover Institution of Stanford University in Palo Alto, California, some goofy name for a goofy state, said, quote, the polling is pretty clear. Yes, a majority of Americans want us out of Afghanistan, but a majority of Americans also don't like this because Americans want things done right. And this was not done right. Duh. So that's what kills the president. It's this mantra of incompetency that the Republicans will dump on this president. Now, listen, I'm not saying the Taliban wouldn't have tried to pull similar shit if Trump was still in office and he pulled out on May 1st. I already said before, I think there was a good chance that he that they would have tried something like this. They would have just gotten cruise missile to hell for trying it. But Biden foregone went and threw away any ability he had to blame Trump when he tried to extend the deadline past May 1st to September 11th, all right? That's when Biden officially removed all the ability he had to blame Trump for anything going on right now. And yet, he's still trying to. If he had stuck to the plant, everything collapsed anyway. He'd been like, I was just sticking to the deal through previous administration. They should have worked out a better deal, folks. But that was the deal he had. That was the deal I stuck with because it's the right thing to do. But no, he didn't do that. He pulled out late, and everyone's getting fucked up. He basically didn't pull out the Middle East. Now that bitch is pregnant with a future conflict. We'll see that uh, hideous monstrosity in the next nine months. Mark my fucking words, bitches. Boys. Boys and bitches. Bitches and boys. Uh, it's also fun to just dismantle this article. This is why I read The Guardian. Because some some journalists are really like honest and upfront. Some of them are just wacky like this fucking clown. Into the article again. But Republicans. Rare solidarity solidarity will not necessarily last. There are deep ideological divisions between the Trump wing whose America first approach favored withdrawals from Afghanistan and other arenas. And hawks such as uh, Cheney 
whose father, former Vice President Cock Cheney, I mean Dick Cheney, bring us up there, was a key architect of the war. When you say Trump's right, when you say Trump's wing and America first in quotes like that, uh, you mean populist, right-wing populism. There's a massive difference between Republicans, conservatives, and right-wing populism, right? And it's not even right-wing populism, it's just populist in general. Trump isn't really a Republican. He's a he's a populist. He wants the best for, best for the country and its population. He's an elite, but he's not part of the elite's club. They didn't like him one fucking bit because he cut back taxes and strengthened the border, keeping out their slave labor. That's really the only reason why they want Mexicans over here is for slave labor they can exploit. And then eventually down the road, like 30, 40 years, when they finally give you citizenship to like or give illegal immigrants citizenship, the citizens will be forever grateful because they would have been on like the scrupulous end of worrying about constantly being deported. When in reality, uh, they were just being hamstrung to be a voter base and a slave labor for cheap labor for these, uh, you know, super billionaire, multi-millionaire motherfuckers workforces. There's another point in here I wanted to dismantle. Where was it? Republicans are very solidarity, deep ideological differences between the Trump wing and America first. Yeah, I, I lost what my other point was going to be. Fuck, that, that, that sucks. Oh, well, moving on. John Zugby, a pollster and author, said, quote, Will they try to use it? Yes, of course. How will they use it? To be frank, they'll pound, the, they'll pound on the table. I don't want to sound partisan, but there doesn't really seem to be a policy except to say no. They're liking their they're licking their chops right now over the fact that the evacuation has been uh dismissal. Has been dismissal. Frankly, they're even trying to make the cause about abandoning Afghanistan. And yet it was their guy who got in and their guy who tried to get out. What do you mean their guy who got in? Trump didn't get us in there. In fact, I'm pretty sure the original time we stormed into the Middle East, hell, Bill Clinton, if you want to predate the 20-year war after 9-11, Bill Clinton was sending troops into the fucking Afghanistan-Contra conflict. What the fuck are you talking about? Faggot. Anyway. And, yeah, Trump tried to get us out. He had peace deals negotiated, and if they would have broken it, he probably would have shoved a cruise missile straight up their fucking shit-skinned ass. Blown to smithereens, and then, like, try again, bitch. For almost two years, there wasn't a single American killed or a single ISIS or Taliban attack in the Middle East or in any other country because they were afraid of Donald J. Trump. But, yeah, fire off, bitch. Whatever you want to say, I guess. They're guy that tried to get out. Whatever it is, it's not going to be a principled position. And in the war was principled. You breaking the peace deal and giving the Taliban ample ammunition to go around and recruit people like crazy and saying, look, the Americans didn't pull out like they said they would. I told you you couldn't trust them. And that's been their recruiting tactic. Quote, they can't be called interpreters, apparently. Splits are emerging over the acceptance of Afghan refugees. Some Republican governors promising safe haven for those who worked with U.S. forces while allies of Trump resort to nativists and xenophobic rhetoric. Uh, that's bullshit because part of Trump's pullout and peace agreements that he had signed up and said to have us withdrawn by May 1st were that the people who are allies, translators, and so on and so forth wouldn't be harmed. Like, that was a clear, big guideline for him. So that's a little bullshit falsehood you just typed there, you little fag. It's bullshit. All right. I'm the one who says, fuck it, leave them there to die. Not our people. Not our fucking problem. But Trump made a promise that they wouldn't be harmed. Biden reneaked on that fucking promise, and now they're being harmed. So your little bullshit rhetoric right there... That's you spreading falsehoods. Fake news, faggot. Fake news. Laura Ingram, a Fox News host, told viewers, quote, So there are about 30 million people in Afghanistan. So how many do they really propose we take? On what basis? They can't 
all be interpreters. The lesson of this 30-year war cannot be that every time we turn our country upside down and make huge mistakes, our immigration laws, on, our immigration laws, our refugee laws no longer apply. She's right. I don't usually agree with Laura Ingram on a lot of shit. I think she's a mouthpiece for the right, if not just our controlled opposition. But she's completely right. When do we draw the fucking line? We shouldn't have our dick in other countries' affairs to fucking begin with. But we're America. We love that shit. Hmm. One second. Uh, we shouldn't have been over there to begin with, right? We went over there to stabilize that country for somebody else. I can't remember who off the top of my head. And then we just stayed there. And that was back in like the early 80s. Ugh. There are also there are also signs that Afghanistan that the Afghanistan debacle might not last in the public consciousness for long enough to shift votes. Sure. Axios? Really one of the outlets I don't use because of their explicit left leaning bias. They routinely fail uh, news guard certifications biasy tests. Routinely. Of course Axios reported this. Axios reported that when White House Republicans campaign ar- campaigns arm launches attacks attack ads against 15 vulnerable Democrats, their focus will wholly be on inflation, not Afghanistan. Yeah, that's just not true, though. I'll let time debunk you, fruitcake. Zogby added, quote, It has legs in some short term, but this whole done early and the elections aren't for another 15 months or so. The focus on the cycle isn't for another 12 months. And there's time and there's time not only to recoup from this you how this isn't going away. Uh, just because you wish it away doesn't mean shit. Even if left-wing voters forget about it, you've converted enough people on the left because Joe Biden didn't win by some massive margin on a state by state basis. He won by narrowest margins across all these states he won. Like narrowly but you've already shown a bunch of anti-war people that you don't give a fuck. And then you go out on CNN talking about how you're going to send in more troops into Afghanistan. You just fucked yourself. The same way Bush fucked himself in the second term by saying mission accomplished and then sent more troops in. It's not about converting the entire masses. It's about converting as many people as possible at the time you have using the opportunities you're given. And Biden has given this country nothing but opportunities to convert people away from him. And Joe Biden wasn't elected. He Trump was voted out. Biden was voted in to despite Trump. There was no no voting for Biden. There was voting against Trump. Kamala Harris has always been the least popular vice president. And a bunch of people on the left were like, why would you choose her? You know, we want you to choose Bernie or some other geriatric fuck. Anyway. Recoup from this. I don't know how you plan on recouping from this shit. But what are people going to have on their minds? They support withdrawals. Done. It's not done. We've sent troops back. Here, let me get the number for you. Let's see. Five. Hundred five thousand troops are being sent to Afghanistan right now, right now, and that's from USA Today, The Hill, NPR, and Washington Post, just on a headline basis. You're goofy. You, you this isn't done. This is never going to be done. If it was Trump, it would have been done, and if they got out of line. They would have been fucking butt fucked with a missile, Salomon style, you know, Al Baghdadi style. The last bit of this article is, quote, The images are horrible, but the images of groceries in grocery stores and gasoline at the fuel tank and small businesses are trying to stay afloat are going to be much more of an issue. It's all going to be one big issue. All right, this is going to be my closing thoughts for this episode. It's already going to be almost an hour long. Listen, this isn't done. And you're acting like, People are just going to be focused on one thing at a time when really people are going to be focused on a whole bunch of shit at a time. Sure, you have Trump derangement syndrome people out there. They're going to constantly be like, oh, no, fuck. Oh, no, fuck. Fuck. 
fuck Trump, fuck everything he did. That's some retard. Tell me, uh, uh, Trump brought COVID into the U.S. and uh, he blamed his wife's cancer on Trump. Maybe if your stupid fucking wife didn't smoke cigarettes every day of her goddamn life, she wouldn't have cancer. But sure, blame whoever you want, fruitcake. Anyway, what's funny is he's in his full like work uniform, right? It's a little side note here. And I was like, oh shit, because I used to work at a restaurant he came to all the time. I was like, oh shit, man, hey, how you been? He was like, not very good, you know. Like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, how's your wife been? You, oh, she's got cancer. She's really sick. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, he brought up masks. And, you know, I'm not wearing a mask. I don't need to. I've already got COVID. I had it early December of, like, 2020. I had COVID early December, right? I didn't find out till like, or sorry, 2019, December 2019, I had COVID. And then come February 2020, I go get a test. Because, you know, at the time, I'm living with this old woman. And, you know, I was like, oh, well, I should get tested. You know, make sure, you know, I don't have it. I already had the antibodies for it. They took some blood from my fingertip. And they're like, actually, you already got antibodies for it. I was like, oh, no shit. And I was like, for about a week. Uh, and that's the only time I was sick that entire year. So that's the only time I could think of maybe I had COVID or I was just super asymptomatic. And this old lady got it. The reason we found out she had it, it wasn't because she had any symptoms. She was asymptomatic the whole time. She was like 93. She was my roommate's uh, mom. And she just whooped COVID's ass without anybody even knowing she had it. Go fucking figure, right? Anyway, just bringing a mask. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm not wearing a mask. And he asked me if I'm, if I'm vaccinated. And I'm like, no, fuck no. I'll wait till next year. Or I'll wait till like a year later. You know, I wanted to see what the long-term side effects of this vaccine are. And yeah, I know the FDA approved the, uh, like, Moderna vaccine, I believe. Here's the thing. Japan, Ch- uh, China's outright banned most of these vaccines. Japan and, like, four other countries just banned the uh, Moderna and the J&J one for having, like, metal particles in there. Right? Then, uh, oh, what the fuck was it? Oh, Yeah. And so I was like, no, I'm going to wait till, you know, we see what the long-term side effects are. If, like, things mild down by next season or the season after that, the dust has settled and, you know, we kind of get a better version of this vaccine that's out there, then I'll get it. Dude decided to go off on me. And then he started saying, uh, he said some shit like, I hate that son of a whore, Donald J. Trump. And I was like, oh, why? Why do you got TDS? And then he just blew up. He's sitting there in his work uniform yelling at a customer, basically. And I saw his employers looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Even if your employers do not agree with me, it's a bad look to start yelling in the face of your customer. Even if you have a political difference. And that conversation was super lovely. I, it was sad to see it take such a weird, sharp turn. But anyway, I think this will be what actually gets Biden, Biden impeached. You know, you got people on the left and the right calling for him to be removed from office. He'll either have to resign in shame or he'll be 25th. And if not, this is a massive step in that direction. One more fuck-up on this scale, and trust me, there's plenty of fuck-ups this guy can do. We're not even through the first 12 months of his presidency, and we've had nothing but fuck-ups. Going forward, you're going to see this really backfire and bite him in the ass. And if this isn't what he gets removed for, this is going to be, like, the second strike. Third thing he does that's super fucked up like this, he's going to be gone. He's going to be removed. And I hope they don't JFK his ass. You know, I'd be ashamed. Sort of. But he's going to be asked to resign or he's going to be voted out. That's the only two ways this can go. And acting like, you know, any day now we're all just going to forget about what's going on in Afghanistan is ridiculous. The Taliban's posting daily on their fucking Twitter. I mean, there's tons of archive sites that are just posting all the footage. And with the Republicans speaking at every chance they get, including people seeing Biden getting lambasted by MSNBC, CNN, all over the place. NPR is even bashing, raking him over the coals for this. This is going to stick in the minds of people on the left as well. And then when they talk about him being sent in, the same thing, you know, uh, when, when Obama pulled out of the Middle East, he did it hastily. There was a massive outcry. Terrorists rose up. That's where ISIS came from. ISIS started to attack on U.S. soil and our neighboring allies. Obama shoved more people in, and despite no matter how hard CNN tried to paint it as a good thing, he got roasted and dragged over the coals by the left-leaning outlet, and that's something that even most hardened Obama likers today 
will still be like, yeah, that was fucked up. Hell, man, you went to Occupy Wall Street and the Tea Party, you had liberals and Republicans on the same side out there doing the same exact cause for the same exact reason. This isn't going away. This isn't just be some poof five-minute meme where we are on to the next meme next month. No, this is going to be a long-lasting debacle that Biden administration is going to have to deal with. And not just him, Democrats as a whole. And I'm sure this wasn't exclusively Biden, right? Mark Milley played a role in this. All of them did. But Biden's the guy in the front. He's the mascot of this Astros administration, and he's going to be the one who gets raked over the fucking coals. That being said, I'm going to wrap this episode up here. I've been James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls, and have a great rest of your day.